The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS NFL Podcast. I'm Katie Mox, here with Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach. Keep it locked with us all week long for more off-season news. And remember to like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube page. If you're listening to audio, download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. All right, fellas, how's everybody doing today? I'm good. I'm great. I didn't even recognize Brinson. He, He has glasses and a beard. What's happening, Brinson? Um... You know, I want to give a special shout out to my godson, Teddy Honeycutt, named one of two official MCs of the junior, the Washington Nationals Junior Nats Club. I don't know what it means. I think he may do player interviews, oh, cool. uh, but he signed a contract. And seven uh, year old Teddy, probably not watching this podcast because. Frankly, it's insulting that your dad, one of my best friends, doesn't bother watching this podcast. He only listens to me when I'm on DC radio. But, Teddy, congratulations, pal. Yay, Teddy. Way to go, Yay, Theodore. Yay, Teddy. Ironic. Harry Princeton's your godfather. But other than that, great job in life. Billy right, already called him Brinson. Today is the Who Gets Picked draft show. But, Brinson, start us off with some underrated draft picks. I think you mean Wilson because I don't know any underrated draft picks. No, I want to hear one of yours. Okay. I'm just uh, I will say, I, you actually, you know, I do think it's an underrated draft pick. It can't although, be the NC State guy that I was tweeting about the other day. Oh, uh, Zavala? He's great. No, Drake Thomas. Oh, Drake Thomas. Yeah, he's a stud. Uh, Bryce, just, Bryce Behringer, underrated. I mean, I think Drake Thomas is underrated. Uh, both he and Th- Thayer Thomas probably underrated too. His brother, um, both guys from NC State, Thayer, wide receiver, Drake, a linebacker. Uh, just like lunch pail dudes. If they could stay healthy. And get a chance in the right system. Both will succeed, as Wilson pointed out. Uh, either I don't know if it was on Pack Pride or, or where, but um, maybe just on on HQ, and it got it got aggregated. Uh, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna go against the grain, and I'm gonna take somebody who's a bigger name, comes from a school that you know I don't prefer, 
But I would say Josh Downs is an underrated prospect. I think Josh Downs could be the best wide receiver in this draft class. Wide receiver, North Carolina. Wide receiver out of North Carolina. Um, he is so, like, like he played slot 99.9% of the time at Carolina. Um, just elite in terms of his ability to, you know, run routes and get open underneath. You know, we see all the time in the modern NFL that you have three wide receivers out there. You're running, nobody, you know, base is, essentially base is now a three wide receiver set and base is like nickel for defenses. So um, I, I don't, the idea that's like, well, we can't take him in the first round. He's just a slot receiver. We'll only use him 70% of the time, plus kickoff returns and punt returns. Like you can take that guy in the first round, particularly in this draft when you have all of these players that I think Wilson, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's, there's four quarterbacks and there's a couple guys that maybe are blue chip guys, but for the most part, you take the four quarterbacks, the top guys out, you can even throw Hayden Hendon hooker in there, excuse me. And you can then have like anybody from one to 40 could kind of be mixed into that. You know, obviously you know, you're taking Will Anderson over the 40th prospect or, or Tyree Wilson or whoever, um, but like it, this is a really, really deep and not top heavy draft class. And so I think, especially when you look at the wide receivers, a lot of whom Quentin Johnson, the only one who's over uh six, two, like you're going to get a bunch of slot type guys. I think Josh Downs is underrated relative to this draft class and relative to where he is being mocked. I think he goes in the first round pretty easily, actually. Oh, that's, that's a bold claim. Uh, I think you're right yeah. though. Between pick 18 and 40, you could just pick a name out of a hat yep. of those guys. And by the way, the base package, Katie, Breach calls that the Rob base package because he's old school. Breach, have you watched any of the kickers yet? Uh, well, the guy I just mentioned mentioned is underrated was Michigan State's punter, who I think is the best punter in the draft and probably the best specialist uh, as far as if you're a team looking for a kicker or punter going in the draft. I, I would say, if I had to guess right now, he will be the highest selected specialist. I'll be honest, the senior bowl, I think he was the senior bowl because I didn't pay attention to the specialists except when they were just punting and I didn't look to see where they were from. But one of the punters, and maybe your guy there, had a obviously much bigger leg than the other punter on the other team. And also, I think Chad Ryland, the Maryland kicker, I think he was there with the Michigan kicker. I can't remember which because, again, I wasn't paying attention. But one of the kickers is considerably better than the other one in terms of, of leg strength. I think that's Chad Ryland. Nothing. Yeah, brief. I think yet yeah, Jake Moody is the is the Michigan kicker. Okay, yeah. So I think Chad won that one. And Katie, just a, a couple names of the guys I like. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, the the quarterback out of UCLA. Um, <laughs> that's the picture that came, that that <laughs> Billy came up with. Um, but he he he's gotten better each and every year. He ran a four five and change. He's about six one. I think in terms of the uh, the the ball speed measurement in terms of throws, he was second behind Will Levis. So he can he can step on a little bit, even though you didn't see that all the time. My guy Michael Wilson at Stanford, the wide receiver. Um, he's a special teams guy. He had a great senior bowl. He's a little slower. He probably, I think he ran in the four sixes, maybe high five fives, four fives. But I would take him early day three. We'll see what happens there. And I'll just mention Will Mallory, the tight end out of the U. Um, four six, not as athletic as you would like him to be, but athletic enough. He's not going to block, but he's a huge target downfield and sort of a middle of the middle of the field security blanket for wherever he lands. And a lot of times, that's what these young quarterbacks like. Guys that can trust in the middle of the field to throw the ball to, um, like uh, like Travis Kelsey, for example, Breach. Hmm. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. Brenton just walked out and then walked back in because the one kicker I was going to name was his boy, Christopher Dunn, out of NC State. Uh, hmm. Brenton, I think your boy could get drafted maybe maybe sixth or seventh round, but I think your kicker is going to get drafted. 
How do you feel about that? I don't think you can hear me. Yeah, he forgot to put yeah. it in. Or he's ignoring me, which would be classic. Are you talking about Chris Dunn? Yeah, he's fantastic. I think he could uh, end up getting drafted in the sixth or seventh round thanks to his Lou Groza award-winning skill set. Although not the biggest leg in the world. Um, fun fact, my dad, his dad is a lawyer too. And I think he and my dad were like, that's how my dad, my dad was actually like on to Chris Dunn before I was. He's like, that's Chris Dunn kid. He's going to be great. I was like, okay, dad. What is the fun part of that fact? There is the fuck, the fact that I said it. You got me on the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Brinson's fun. It's a fact fact. Oh, brother. This guy stinks. I was really up this game on the uh, on the on the on the video <laughs> yesterday. Went, like out of, out of nowhere, kind of dropping him on Brady Quinn. That surprised me. Um, yeah, let's get to that was. That's. Yeah, let's get to that. Our friends over at Caesar Sportsbook have odds all day for each team and what they will do with their first drafted position. So let's talk about the Raiders. Right now, the favorite is a quarterback plus 160. Then you got defensive back plus 170. Down the line, uh, Pete Prisco, I was reading, thinks that they will go quarterback, likes Will Levis there. A lot of commotion about maybe trading up, trading down for some offensive line. Wilson, what do you think? Well, uh, I should be saving this for with the first pick podcast, but uh, the you Raiders guys are, are terrible at talking about gambling. So, you oh my gosh, yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> boy. Debo had explained to Spielman and, and basically to me how how odds work. But uh, anyway, <laughs> you're like he's eight. You win eight hundred dollars on a dollar. The Raiders take a receiver. I didn't say that. That was Spielman. But I I, I troubled. I, I struggled doing the math like plus fifty thousand. Like I can't do the math on what that means. Yeah, it is confusing. It should be fifty one to me. I think honestly. Yeah, that I could live with. But here's the thing. Here's what I've heard. I've been talking to some people. I, I heard the Raiders mm. are out on on Levis. So Ooh. I don't. Think, they're not Ooh. taking Levis. So I think they want to trade down from what I understand. Um, Why don't you expound on that a little bit just so we can clip it for a short? <clears throat> I'll save it for the, with the first pick, but that's a good idea. Thank you. So, I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think the irony of the, the Raiders possibly being out on Will Levis, as, as Ryan Wilson has just reported on the Pick 6 podcast, is that, and not with the first pick podcast, but here on the Pick 6 podcast. Is with that, the first take. I, I'll report it on with the first take. <laughs> with the first take podcast. Is that, like, honestly, if I were – I in my in my troll mock draft, where the worst mock draft of all time, I had the Raiders taking Anthony Richardson. And in in hindsight, what I should have done is had that was it was like an homage to Al Davis because you know freak athlete tests like crazy. And if somebody pointed out, it's like I think Brady Quinn pointed out, he's like you should have done it where the Raiders take the slowest guy at the combine, like 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 troll Al Davis as well. But I think it is crazy that like if the Raiders are out on Will Levis. I mean, that Will Levis is an Al Davis type of guy, too. Big cannon arm, not necessarily accurate underneath, can just bomb the deep ball, uh, you know, very just physical. And, I mean, I, I do think, though, Wilson, when you sort of think about what the Raiders have and currently Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback, like, you know, you could say, oh, well, it makes sense. Like, you get Will Levis and he sits behind Jimmy G for a year, and yet at the same time, Will Levis and Jimmy G could not be more polar opposites. Jimmy G is accurate, a point guard, good underneath, good in the intermediate stuff, can hit the deep ball if given the time and, you know, given the separation by the wide receiver. Whereas Will Levis is like going to stretch the field for you and make the receiver get underneath it and just cannot really hit anything underneath. So it's like, I I think it kind of makes sense what you're saying that the Raiders don't feel like a fit for Will Levis uh, in that Josh McDaniel system. Well, and the other thing I'll say about that, and I don't think it's going to be a quarterback. I just feel like if you have the seventh overall pick, you cannot be taking the fourth best player at a position when you're picking at seven. You're in a spot where you can take the best player 
at a position. Way, Bruce, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. That was your super crappy Mac Jones argument. And Mac Jones is going to be a Hall of Famer. Go ahead. Mac Jones was not the fourth quarterback taken in that draft, Wilson. Are you sure? What do you have to say to that? Was he? No, Justin Fields was. Boom. Got you there. Um, but also, when you're picking at seven is what I said. The Patriots were picking at 15 that, that in, in 2021. So that's a huge difference. So you just cannot take the fourth best player at any position when you're picking seventh overall. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I feel like they'll take a corner. You can take the top corner on the board, whoever you think that is, if it's Christian Gonzalez. Uh, so if I'm betting here, I'm putting I'm putting money on the defensive back plus one set. I like the corner. I think I had him taking uh, Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher, in my latest mock draft. But defense is the way to go. I've had offensive line before, and Rangers fans get angry because they they have some depth there and they paid some guys. And I get that; that's fine as well. But I, I think quarterback is at the bottom of the list. I would push back a little bit on Will Levis being able to throw to all three levels. I think he can. I just think he's not consistent and at, at all three levels. And that's I'm I'm to. Oh, re- yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean that's that's what I meant. It's like he's not. I mean, obviously anybody can, if you can throw deep, you can throw underneath and like intermediate. He's just not accurate and currently accurate. Like he's a homeless man's Josh Allen, right? Yeah, I mean <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm him and Holland because I, I poor man. So medium, no, no, you're right. I just, class I, Josh Allen. Like whatever. I don't want to. I, I I try not to dump <laughs> on Will Levis too much. But wait, Will is he the one that puts mayonnaise in his coffee? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, also that. Oh, I'm drafting him. I changed my mind on everything. You're, you're Katie, a sick let me ask you breach. this. Katie, let me ask you this. Mayonnaise? Putting mayonnaise in your coffee or eating banana with the peel on? Which one turns? I mean, both are, I almost said effing, but like both are freaking repulsive. Yeah, both are absolutely psychopaths. Um, I would yeah. say eating the banana with the peel on is worse. <laughs> but the Wait, fact who does that? that? The fact that you had to think about it, to your point, paints a picture of someone yeah. you probably don't want leading your organization. Uh, Mayonnaise in the coffee. The banana peel is pretty gross, though. Like, Billy, if you have a second, see if you can find that clip in and put no, it in. No, no, please don't show it. It's so gross. Mayonnaise at least, like, mayonnaise at least is like you're, you're, you put, you let the dogs out. Woof, woof, woof. Katie's dog hates mayonnaise. Um, if, but if you, if you put mayonnaise in coffee, like, don't get me wrong, that's repulsive. But it's at least like you would stir it up and it would become the consistency of like a creamer or no, something like that. No. You're eating the banana peel, bro. Like you better wash the living crap out of that thing. Here's the thing. This is much like uh, the the short you did where Billy got dunked on all the time for his mock draft, like worst Rushmore draft. You you were crushing him until you put Alex Smith at the end. Just don't include the part about the mayonnaise being okay in the coffee. It's not okay in any shape, form. I had so many choices. I didn't need to go Alex Smith. And I We've got to keep our composure. We've got two five. Exactly. You got to keep um, your composure. I think the the two spots that are value here when we look at the Raiders, and we can move on to the next team after that. But like, um, to me, defensive lineman and edge rusher. One, you're getting like any defensive tackles that come into play. Plus, of course, the edge rushers. And I think, dude, if you look at Chandler Jones's contract, this, this guy's gone after after this coming year. I mean, he was really disappointing in his first season. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, you could argue he was gone last year, right? You could argue he, well, they would. I think they would move on from him after. Like, I would think they would move on from right now, but I believe, and I'm bringing up Spa Track right now, Spo Track, but I'm pretty sure that they can't cut him right now without having suffering some like massive dead cap hit. And then, but after this coming season, so yeah, they can't, if they cut him right now, they'd be, they'd lose $6 million in cap space. If you cut him next season, you save $12.2 million in cap space. Like, they're clearly going to move on from Chandler Jones. And so it makes sense to go ahead and, oh God, this is so gross. 
Like that's that's repulsive. Oh, I can't that's watch. Dude, what are we doing? Get this out of here. This is a visual oh, medium. Yes. All right, moving along. Let's. Yeah. Anyway, I think the edge. I think defensive lineman edge holds some value there. <laughs> Plus, offensive lineman could make some sense. That that feels like a deep fake situation. He's also eating, with shirt he's on. eating this is and just aggressive brown. in so general. Brown. It's got to be mushy, Breach. He doesn't have. He I feel like that's a plantain. He doesn't like it. That's not a banana. That's a plantain, man. Why would he like? Was he dared to do this? You know what, Katie? That's a great point. And I found out that he was dared. And that's a bigger yeah. issue for me that you keep taking these dares to prove to people that you're whatever you want them to be. That's not the guy you want leading your football team. You want a guy to, mm. to take the banana and throw it at you and tell you to shut up for even suggesting that you eat a banana. Same with the mayonnaise. You can No way. You want the guy that fits in that says, you know what? You Jeremy eat one banana peel. I'm gonna eat seven banana peels that okay, one breach. ups everything. I want me, that guy with my banana. That's how you never breach your quarterback. Right. That's number one. Even though he threw a touchdown on special. Please don't show the banana mayonnaise thing. Please don't. I'm leaving. Billy's not going to show it. Billy's not going to show it. Sucky, and I have been known to put mayonnaise. You can hit hit the volume on this, Billy. So look at that. That's oh my god. Look at that's a lot of mayonnaise. Oh my god. And Brenton said that's okay. Does it even mix? Wait, wait. Is it lumpy? Did it even mix in? Please no. It's 100% lumpy. (laughs) Look at this guy. If you are listening to the audio podcast, you need to find the YouTube yes. version of today's show and watch everything that Well Levis does from the mayonnaise and the coffee to eating the banana with the banana peel on. By the way, oh, Katie, I don't know if you've amazing. heard. Sorry, Breach. I don't know if you've heard Breach mispronounce a bunch of words. He just said Well Levis. Like he calls him Bell Belichick. He can't say like <laughs> B-I-L-L-W-I-L-L. I, I was muted, but I want to point out that we can see all of Billy's Slack DMs there, by the way. Uh, I didn't see him. Um, so go back and watch yeah. it on YouTube if you want to. By the way, Breach, quickly, I just want to ask you, so you're okay if Joe Burrow's chugging whole bananas with the peel on and drinking mayonnaise coffee? Like, that's what you want in your team leader? If Joe Burrow wants to get on Instagram and do that, but he wouldn't do that. He'd just sit at home. Joe Burrow would never. It's not that if he did it, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it wouldn't phase me. All right, all right, enough. Well, Joe Burrow has nothing to prove. Okay, we're going to move on um, to more first drafted position odds, but we're going to take a quick break. Before we do, let's just get into the other football, CBS Sports Galazzo Network, the first of its kind free 24-7 channel dedicated exclusively to global coverage of um, uh, soccer coverage. Now streaming on CBS Sports app and Pluto TV and Paramount Plus. Get your morning started off on the right foot with Morning Footy, our weekday soccer culture-driven morning show beginning at 7 a.m. ET. Plus, don't miss the rest of our top-notch programming, including live match and re-airs, original studio shows, highlights, documentaries, and more. CBS Sports Golazo Network is the ultimate year-round streaming destination for fans of the beautiful game. When I don't butcher it, we'll be right back. Get breaking news. Big news coming out of the NFL today. Highlights and instant reactions. The largest final round comeback in four championship history. We're down to the final four. I just want to take time to analyze greatness. Talk winners and losers with a guy who's already a big winner. CBS Sports HQ. It's all sports all day long. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? 
Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. If you're not following us on social, what are you doing at Pick 6 Pod across all social media platforms? Moving on, let's talk about the New York Giants' first drafted position, uh, according to our friends at Caesars, the favorite course wide receiver, minus 110. Then you got defensive back, plus 200. O-Lyman, plus 700. It goes down from there. When I took a look at some of the odds of who maybe they're going to take at that 21 spot, I see Zay Flowers, plus 350 odds. Quentin Johnson, plus 375. Five, Brinson, what do you think? Um, I think that and the Giants are 25, right? Yep. 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I just was making sure. Um, wide receiver is obviously the biggest, most obvious need. I think though that you know, when you look at their wide receiver group, you have Wandale Robinson, who they took in the second round last year, and I think they really, really like. I mean, this is a kid that you know, was the second pick or third pick technically, because they had Kayvon Thibodeau and um, Evan Neal in the first round, the third pick overall of this Joe Shane, uh, Brian Dibble regime. And if he's going to be their slot guy. He's coming I'm, off an ACL too, though. For sure. I'm just saying, like, I sort of wonder how things, like, does this draft class equate to filling out the the Giants wide receiver depth chart if they do believe in Wandale Robinson? You know what I mean? Like, a lot of these guys are, are smaller slot guys. It makes a lot of sense that they would take a wide receiver. I think you could still make the case that, you know, they, this is a team that run by guys who came from Buffalo and in Buffalo, we saw they really built out the offensive line and they did want to get an alpha wide receiver in Stefan Diggs for Josh Allen there. And I think this is, that's something that the, the giants definitely want to do, but they, they focus on the defensive line and, or the offensive line, excuse me. And then, you know, you have still plenty of holes on that defense you have Dexter Lawrence and who hadn't reported who's apparently not going to report until he gets a new deal. We'll see how that works out. He should get paid. Great, great player. Only 25 years old. Leonard Williams, of course, came on Thibodeau. They have some line, you know, brought in Bobby Okariki in, in free agency, had Gerard Davis. They picked up last year. And so I really think defensive back at two to one is something I would probably look at over wide receiver. And I would definitely consider offensive lineman at seven to one. I think it's possible that they, they understand how important it is to protect Daniel Jones, how important it is to have that run game with Saquon Barkley. And he's going to sign his tag and show up at some point. So to me, seven to one for offensive lineman is probably the best value there. Given that again, this is a weird draft class. Maybe we see a guy who's got some versatility who can play guard or play right tackle. Um, well, I guess you got deal at right tackle and Thomas at, at left tackle, but like just somebody who can like can if let's say Thomas or Neil gets hurt, is there a guy like a and Peter Skaronsky won't be there, but you know, he can play tackle, can play guard, somebody who has some malleability, some versatility at offensive line that could fill in as a swing tackle if they need him to. They hope they don't, but can also maybe develop into a really good guard. So I, I think I would look at offensive line as some value there at seven to one for the Giants. 
and uh, maybe defensive back as well. Wide receiver, certainly the, you know, the favorite for, for obvious reasons, but I just don't know that the draft class fits their needs. I heard that the Giants love Zay Flowers, wide receiver BC, and they're actually there's some conversations in that building about trading up to go get him. So that's fine. That changes the dynamic. Um, and again, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know if you have it in front of you, Katie or, or Wilbur, but um, Zay Flowers' first wide receiver taken is is something to to think about long and hard as we get Plus come down the stretch here. Plus, I love. I, I think he's the best wide receiver in the draft class. I don't understand why he should be the favorite to me. That he that is might the be favorite, it. but he's at plus three fifty, and then Quentin no, Johnson's think, um, plus three seventy five. No, uh, J- Jackson Smith in in Jigba is the favorite. I think at minus one ten or something like that. Oh, this is favorite for the Giants. Sorry, not overall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Wide receiver is the favorite. I'm saying like Zay Flowers at plus three fifty is a good look. Yeah, that yeah. whatever the number is for first wide receiver taken, I would look at Zay and Jackson. I don't know if you can make money by betting both. You, you guys are the smart ones on that. The other thing you mentioned, offensive line, like they need desperately need help at center. Um, and Breach, I'll ask you this. Would you trade up for wide receiver one, or would you wait till uh, at pick 25 trade from there? And then they have pick 57. And at pick 57, you're going to get, there's four centers that are going to go between picks 30 and f- like 60 or whatever. Um, so would you trade it for the wide receiver at 25? And stay put at 57 and hope you get one of those centers that you want? Or are you just going to 25 overdraft a center and, and worry about the other stuff later? Well, I think at 25, you could also overdraft a receiver. I like. I, I think a, a lot of Brenton's logic actually made sense where, <laughs> at, for once, uh, when you're talking I'll about... I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> you're George Costanza. Retiring on a high well, note. But when you talk about defensive back, we'll start with receiver. So if you're thinking about that, how many guys, how many of these guys have a first round grade? I mean, you guys mentioned two of them, uh, maybe three at the most, but this seems like a a wide receiver class where you could find someone in the second round. We've seen a lot of stars come out in the second round in the past few years with T Higgins, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, all second round receivers. So you can absolutely find someone. So if I'm the Giants, I don't feel like I have to take a receiver 25th overall. I'm certainly not going to trade up to get a receiver in a not great receiving class. And I would also feel comfortable if I have to take a receiver 57th overall. So I feel like from a positional standpoint, that would be probably my second or third priority. Uh, right, Breach, let me stop you quick. I want to use some breach logic on you. Yeah. So if you take a cornerback at 25, you're getting cornerback, cornerback four or five. If you take a wide receiver, you might get wide receiver three. Maybe you trade it for wide re- your wide receiver one. So that's the other math you're doing. Well, right. Cornerback getting the fourth best player at a position at 25 is different. We were talking about the Raiders getting the fourth best player okay. position at number seven. To me, it doesn't make sense. Once you get to the bottom half of the 20s, you know, you, you take someone you feel comfortable with. Uh, you know, if the Giants love Zay Flowers and he's on the board at 25, then take Zay Flowers. Right. Uh, but, you know, I just think they could get someone close to that at 57 because I don't think wide receivers are going to fly off the board. So I'd probably look at corner or even offensive line, as Brinson said. Okay. Who's next? I'm not the draft guy, Wilson. You're the draft guy. Breaches a hard out of two. Hard out of two. Baltimore Ravens, they are favored to take defensive back now since they got Odell Beckham Jr. plus 125, wide receiver 160, and then defensive lineman edge plus 550, quarterback 600. We still don't know what's happening with Lamar Jackson, but I'm pretty sure he's come back to Baltimore. Wilson? Yeah, I just pencil in a wide receiver here. I know they got Odell Beckham. I know they got Nelson Aguilar. Both those guys are short-term solutions, and we don't know where they are in their journey of NFL productivity. But, you know, there's a pretty good guess. So I had Quentin Johnson going the wide receiver at TCU. He's the the big receiver Brent was talking about earlier. Decent, de- defensive backs, I mean, there'll be certainly more options here at 22 than at 25 when we're talking about the Giants. 
Uh, maybe Deontay Banks is still there, the long corner out of Maryland. It would be awesome if they drafted Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State just because of his dad's ties to Pittsburgh. He could be an option there. Uh, a couple names if you guys want to sprinkle some money on cornerbacks that go in round one. Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State is going to be a guy that folks aren't really talking about that has a chance to go first round, and so is uh, Juju Brents out of Kansas State. Um, so keep write those names down, and whenever the if there's not a number out yet for them, because uh, those those guys have a real good chance to go in round one, and there hasn't been a lot of talk about them in, in the old uh, draft Twitter sphere. Brents, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I mean. Brentson. Brenton's on mute. I'm muted. My bad. When you see the Ravens give Odell Beckham $15 million and then he FaceTimes Lamar Jackson and we're like, oh, like all of a sudden, you know, the Ravens odds move and the, you know, the over eight and a half jumps from 125 minus 125 to minus 140 probably creeps up to nine in a little bit. The Ravens odds shrink to win the division because everyone thinks that Lamar is coming back. It, it does seem like safe to say that if Lamar is FaceTiming Odell Beckham and you know, reportedly, as Breach wrote on uh, on CBSSports.com, you know, helping to recruit Odell Beckham to the Ravens, that Baltimore is doing its best to at least try and band-aid the situation by getting Lamar Jackson some help, showing them that they appreciate who he is as a quarterback and as a player and a person, and to you know bring in receivers to to beef up that offense, even if it, like even if it's just sort of like, hey, just sign your tag and play this year, we'll figure it out after the season. Like it, it, it makes a lot of sense that they would go wide receiver. So at plus one sixty, with all the wide receivers they have, like all the wide receivers available, like again, like a Josh Downs type is would be really interesting here. I think you know you get it to him underneath, you know, and like let him let him work, and you know, maybe not in that offense in particular. We don't know what it's going to look like with t- when Todd Munkin takes over. I just think wide receiver is just an easy one to look at, but definitely defensive back uh, deserves to be the favorite given their needs at cornerback. I'm going to go uh, with a little wild card here. I like the value in defensive lineman, edge rusher at plus 550. You look at a lot of the guys the Ravens have let walk this offseason, Clays Campbell, Justin Houston, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Not those guys are, you know, they're all older veterans that the Ravens said, all right, let's get younger at these positions. And, you know, we mentioned they signed Odell Beckham. So maybe that pushes your need for a wide receiver back to, uh, the second round, and then I feel like they could use a defensive back, and it wouldn't be surprising at all if they take it, but I absolutely do think they need to get a defensive lineman at some point earlier in the draft, maybe day two at the latest, uh, and so, man, at plus 550, I would at least consider that because I could see them doing that. Breach, just so you know, the Ravens trade their second-round pick. Do they have a third-round pick? Yeah, they do. And that's on day two, right? I think plus 550 is a good look there. I mean, like, they – Day know. two, I didn't say second round. Again, like there's so much variance with this draft in this first round that I, I think it's very reasonable to suggest that if you see some value to like a possible position of need, like at five plus five to one or more, I mean, you should absolutely consider looking at it. Yep. All right. Moving on to the Bengals. Uh, they are favored to take a tight end plus 130 defensive black plus 280 offensive lineman plus 375. Some tight ends that are floating around Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, Darnell Washington from Georgia, Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Wilson, or actually I'll start with Breach because this is your team. Do you think they go tight end or are you looking for more value down the line? I don't. I would literally bet every other position there. Defensive Ooh. back, offensive lineman, uh, even defensive line edge, I think could I, I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I just think that when you look at j- just really NFL teams valuing tight ends, they don't get drafted in the first round very often. I mean, 
we didn't see a tight end draft in the first round last year. There was only one drafted in the first round in 2021. That was Kyle Pitts, who was an all-time prospect. Uh, none drafted in the first round in 2020. And so this is definitely a deeper tight end class, but I feel like the Bengals will probably feel comfortable waiting to maybe their second pick, 60th overall, to take a tight end. So I would not, even though that's the odds-on favorite, I would stay far away from that. And I feel mm. you could almost bet the other three and guarantee yourself a profit. Uh, I don't think it'll be a running back either. I know Ryan's been mentioning Robinson uh, on a couple podcasts he's been on. Right, Wilson? <laughs> oh, but yeah. I, I do think they will take a running back eventually in the draft, but I would be stunned uh, if they went that route in the first round. No, I agree, but I, I don't think Bijan lasts that, that long, the running back out of Texas. But if he were there, and the Bills pick right before the, the Bengals, and if the Bills took him, I'd be like, that's amazing. And the same reason for the Bengals, because in that offense just makes things that much more complicated for for all the defenses trying to face him. I like your theory about the tight ends, and that's an interesting one. If you have a choice between tight end one and running back run, one of that pick, and those are the only two picks, Choices, what are you taking, Brief? I think I'm taking, if you're saying is Bajan Robinson there or the top Whoever. tight end, Yeah, I'm probably taking Robinson. That's I think so, too. Sounds. I think that's right. I think defensive back is is noteworthy as well, um, even though they have Dax Hill from last year's first-round pick uh, because Spielman says it all the time. You can never have enough edge rushers or defensive backs, so if you have a chance to get a good cornerback and you like him, uh, I think that makes sense, too. And you're actually selling me on the – on the on the tight ends, this tight ends class is as deep as it's ever been. So you don't have to take the first one if you like the tight end six, for example. Uh, by the way, the if you talk about teams that have taken a tight end, I'm trying not to laugh at it because it's like in the I past. I was watching 20, you just grinning. I was, I was trying to look it up really quickly. In the past twelve years, the Bengals have taken two tight ends in the first round. Like not only oh. Jermaine Gresham, but then uh, in 2010, but then of course uh, in 2013 they took Tyler Eifert, and we saw him take uh, what three, four years ago, Drew Sample with the 52nd overall pick. So tight end a position that they're willing to target certainly this regime because we're talking about the same regime. But I, I think but how was how was that worked out for them? I think they've been burnt by it, and and again that is why that was actually one of those reasons why. They they wouldn't do it this year. That's I I don't entirely disagree. And let's not forget that Jonah Williams, their 2019 first round pick, has reportedly or just openly requested a trade. So offensive lineman at plus 375 for a Bengals team that poured a ton of money into Orlando Brown, knows they need help for uh Joe Burrow. Like offensive lineman makes a lot of sense and is good value here at plus 375. And to Brenton's point, real quick, I only did one mock draft. It was a Bengals seven round mock draft, and I had them taking an offensive line in the first round. So I actually love that. Tight end university. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We got to move through these. We have more first round positions coming up next on the Pick Six Podcast. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Katie Mox here with Will Brinson, John Breach, and Ryan Wilson. Today is the Who Gets Picked show. I don't know. Pick six, who gets picked? It's a uh, it's a tough uh, tongue twister for me there today. We remember using All right, guys, sixteen uh, too. Ooh, we are using sixteen. Yeah, so that just adds to all of this. All right, guys, keep up with us all week long for more NFL offseason coverage. Remember to like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube page. Let's move to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've got defensive back and offensive lineman at the top of the odds board here. Defensive back at even money. Offensive lineman plus one fifty. Then you got edge plus three fifty. Uh, Wilson, I believe the Steelers are your team, correct? That is correct. Even though how do we feel? Snoopy, Snoopy might say otherwise. Breach. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, Joy Porter's I still need like to a know uh, this story some at some point. Oh yeah, we'll save it for the off season because it's yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> sad story. Season. It's a one hour <laughs> podcast. You can actually you can actually learn the podcast archives. We'll five. do the oral history of the Snoopy story. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, so Joey Porter Jr. is sort of the popular. Pittsburgh connection because his dad played there and he's cornerback and then he cornerback help. He's long, um, had a really good career at Penn state. Um, but I think offensive line, defensive line may be the place to sprinkle your money. Um, and I'm hearing that the Steelers might want to trade up and I'm hearing they might want to get help either along the offensive line or the defensive line. So knowing all that, that's the direction I'm going to go. Uh, in the mock draft, I had him staying put at 17. I had him taken. Joey Porter Jr. No surprise there. So, but I think at the end of the day, if, if things fall the way they want it to fall, they'll move up for an offensive lineman or uh, perhaps even a defensive lineman. So you're telling me there's a chance at the Super Bowl, Billy. Joey Porter Jr. is going to be like the like 99.9 percent of all mocks out there are going to have him either go to Washington or for just because Washington needs a defensive back and he just like kind of fits the the time frame or to to Pittsburgh because of the obvious Joey Porter connections. Um, I do think you know you draft Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett last year in the first round. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm, I'm told reliably that's been uh, stolen from me after I stole it from Wilson oh. and used around the internet. So congrats, Wilson! You're like the slanket of the uh, of the internet. Uh, I'm the Snuggie, of course, and I, I get all the credit and all the money. I'm the um, Skype and you're the Zoom. That That's right. Yeah, you did a great job in 2000. Congratulations. Um, I think offensive linemen, like helping out Kenny Pickett makes a ton of sense, but, I mean, I don't hate defensive back and even money breach. No, I, I, I don't hate defensive back, but I think that Wilson probably hit the nail on the head here. He knows the team the best. And that offensive lineman, you have to love that value because, look, you want to protect Kenny Pickett. They went out and signed two guards, uh, two starting guards in Samalo and James Daniels. And now you need to get a tackle in there. And I think that's the route they go. So I like, I like the offensive line at plus 150. All right. Last but not least, let's talk about the Jets. If you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, you got to be able to protect him. Offensive lineman, heavy favorite, the heaviest we've seen, minus 300. Then you got defensive lineman edge, plus 250. Wide receiver, plus 1,400. I don't know if he's getting everybody on his list. Brinson, what do you think? I mean, I they obviously you know, signed Alan Zard, brought beside Nicole Hardman. They traded away Elijah Moore. And Corey Davis, I still think, is a possible cap casualty. Denzel Mims, a 2020 20, second-round pick, hadn't exactly panned out. I don't think it's outrageous to suggest that they'll bring another wide receiver. Mm-hmm. It may just end up being um, you know, Randall Cobb because Aaron Rodgers wants to get his friends paid. 
I will say this. We're all assuming that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Jets. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not either. Like, oh it's been God. a little too long. The Packers are being a little quiet. The Your your boy, Craig Cartoon, is firing up everybody by talking about him going to the 49ers, Katie. And um, why is he saying that? I don't know. He says he's hearing that. Uh, I mean, it's a, I don't, I don't, I've, this is the second time I called him that in two days. I don't really think he's a cartoon. Please don't roast me for it, Craig. You, whatever. Cart- too late. Yeah. It's, it's a Wilson joke. Quarterback mm. at 40 to one. Like, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers by the draft, they have to at least consider something else in this draft. What if Will Levis falls to them? The, then you take an offensive lineman. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you do. I mean, they drafted Elijah Vera Tucker. They drafted Max Mitchell in the fourth round last year. You have Mekhi Becton. You still hope that he works out. I mean. Yeah, but, you know. I, look, I'm okay with it. I just think minus 300. I'm never betting that. On, on a, like, what, I mean, what pick are we talking about here? 13? 13. It's an outrageous price. Well, that's right. That's f- fair enough. Fair enough with that part of it. The, the cost of it, sure. But the thing is, are you going to trust Mekhi Becton, who ha- hasn't stayed healthy, to protect Aaron Rodgers, who, if he gets hit once, I say it all the time, we've seen him mail it in at halftime when things mm-hmm. aren't going the Packers' way. He ain't going to be going out there taking a whooping like Mike White was and, and expecting to show up every Sunday. Right. No, that's 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 fair. Um, I, I think, I mean, I would want to be sprinkling. I mean, even defensive back. Like, I know that they, you know, yeah. they have sauce. Of course, they 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 brought a DJ Reed. Um, you got Chuck Clark on the back end, and like, it's unlikely they draft a defensive back, but I don't think it's insane. I mean, just given like Robert Sala's history and and knowing that you know, I like I think defensive back at twenty to one. And quarterback at 40 to one would intrigue me here as well as wide receiver at 14 to one. I mean, do not spend minus 300. I mean, lay 300 bucks to win a hundred on I offensive linemen. That's outrageous. You have to hope the jets trade down and then the positions you're talking about, then they come into play. Yeah. It does feel like they would absolutely have to do that. If it's not going to be an offensive line. Cause the thing is whether Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback or not, you need to upgrade your offensive line because uh, Zach Wilson's back there. He's going to get mm. killed. Mm. If you don't upgrade the offensive line, if it's Will Levis or anybody else that they might draft, uh, you need a better offensive line. So it, that just feels like the move, which, you know, feels also dumb because that's minus 300. But it's the only one that makes sense if they stay put at 13th overall. Um, so and it seems who knows? Like it, you, you, you're going to lay off of this unless you're going to be like Brinson and sprinkle a little on the four to one or the 14 to one. Well, the other He's Brinson's beautiful, but the other mystery here is like, even if the Aaron Rodgers trade happens, what if it doesn't happen before the draft? What if it happens in May? Then the Jets have to go into this mm. draft not knowing who their quarterback is or not knowing 100% that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the team, uh, which makes it hard to plan for the draft. Breach, I think Prisco said that he thinks it happens draft night. So that's still – I mean, do you want to wait that late to sort this out? No, yeah, and that's why the offensive lineman is the safe pick because you're thinking, all right, if we have Aaron, we need an offensive lineman. If we don't have Aaron, we need an offensive lineman. Let's just go offensive lineman. I, th- I think that's why that makes Brenton, sense. you're still muted. Yeah, it's like he's trying to form a sentence. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Michael Mayer, okay. tight end at 30 to 1. You, know, you have Tyler Conklin there. If you had a Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, the tight end out of Notre Dame, and let's say you were like, okay, we kind of like our offensive lineman. We still hope Makai Becton works. Um, you know, you could get a really a good run blocking tight end like a Michael Mayer at 13 who could also catch passes. And that serves as a, okay, this helps Aaron Rodgers if we get him. Or if we don't get Aaron Rodgers, it'll improve our offensive line as sort of a, uh, like a like an add-on right so I, I would 
I think I'd sprinkle all four of those at no. like 14, 20, 30. And 40. <laughs> you, you have, there's more chance of you getting beaten up for the tight end at 13 conversation than the, than the cartoon. Yeah. Since, since 2015, there's only been two tight ends taken in the top 15. Jets fans would boo if, it's they a different draft. Just fans boo everything. Whatever. All right, That's fine. true. They That's also true. have picks 42 and 43. So if you want to circle back for a tight end there, that, that might be a better opportunity. Um, Remember when Brinson was going to leave the show because he made that great point like 30 minutes ago? <laughs> and, well, then he, and then he ends on this tight end of the Jets right. note. <laughs> he took his glasses off. He, he, uh, he's like uh, like when us. Uh, what, what did Costanza do? Oh, he, he quit uh, having sex and he got really smart. You took yeah, your glasses yeah. off and you right. came yeah. back to normal. Yes, George Costanza stopped having sex with anyone or himself oh, and uh, very, very quickly became incredibly intelligent. And then he also would, the episode where he, he made jokes and then left on a high note. Yeah. Right. He'd leave the oh. room as soon as someone laughed. <laughs> then let's, let's go the ahead George, and, and leave. The store called this. and it's all out of you. Oh, gosh. Go ahead, Kenny. All right, well, let's Costanza and leave on a high note after that joke because I know people got places to go. Thank you for watching the Big Six Podcast. Make sure you join us next week at 1 p.m. for more NFL offseason coverage. Remember to like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube page. If you're listening to audio, do the same. Download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. We'll see you next week. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.